and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you in the podcast. How is your anchor holding today? Do you have the joy of the Lord and the Word of God uh, gripped firmly to your heart and leading you in the right direction? Thank you for being a part of the podcast today. Thanks for letting me into your phone or into your car, wherever you may happen to be listening to this. And I want to just give a brief devotional from a Bible verse today that has ministered to my heart on more than one occasion. Frankly, I need this reminder on a regular basis, and that is from the Gospel of John, chapter 15 and verse 11. The Bible says, these things, Jesus is actually saying this, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. And that's a remarkable statement from our Savior, given the fact that very soon after he gave that incredible statement uh, and talking about joy and gladness that he would be in dark Gethsemane, and shortly after that he would be facing his accusers at the monkey trial and the interrogation, hearing the taunts and the mockings of those who hated him. Yeah, it was just prior to facing the agonies of Calvary. And yet he said, my joy, that my joy might be in you. That's a significant thought for our, from our Lord today. And as far as the scripture records are concerned, this is actually the only time he did speak of joy. Now that's remarkable. Let that sink in for a moment. Uh, how unique the Lord's joy must have been if it remained with him in the time of such trial and testing that did not sneak up on him, that he knew exactly what was going on. And in the midst of that turmoil of his life, his desire and his provision for every one of you that's a believer in the Lord is that you might have his joy. That's so different from that of the world. Uh, that's the kind of joy that God would have us to uh, have us to enjoy today. And I want to make some comments about that. But I, I want us to remember today that it is joy is the birthright of every child of God. I remember reading some time ago uh, a message by uh, Adrian Rogers, a great uh, preacher of the Word of God. He said, literally, he said, every child of God ought to have co conscious joy. It ought to be aware, be, you should be aware of that. Every child of God ought to have conspicuous joy. It ought to be seen outwardly. Every child of God ought to have continuous joy on a regular basis. And every child of God ought to have contagious joy. It really is the birthright of a child of God. And if you're not living a life of joy right now, I see some believers and some Christians, and sometimes they walk into church this way on the Lord's Day. They're looking like they've been sucking on green persimmons. And I don't know if you've ever done that before, but that'll really make you pucker and look like you're in a bad mood. The fact is that some believers always look like they've lost their best friend. Brethren, sister, these things ought not be. Uh, we ought to have a contagious joy that though that's a mark of authenticity about Christ in your life. Many people may not be interested in your belief or in your creed. They may not be interested in your doctrines. They may not even be interested in your organization as a church. They want to know, are you joyful? Is it working for you? There is nothing more attractive, dear listener, that uh, in, in winning the loss to the Lord Jesus Christ, than the joy of the Lord. That's what really causes you to stand out in the world today. 
I don't want to be a joy in a joyless church service to you. I want to be excited when I come to the Lord's house. I want to be able to express that joy in the singing and the praising of God. There are some people that think that when you come to church, you have to be all sad and somber and uh, look like you you just you're miserable the entire time. They think that if the servant that that's being dignified to look miserable. The problem with those people is, as one man said, they don't know the difference between dignity and rigor mortis. Uh, it's dead. If it's dead, it's dead. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17 says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And there's that joy and peace and that whatever it is that makes Jesus Christ real and shines out from us. So, I want to encourage you to really experience that joy. When you turn to the back of your Bible, the Apostle John wrote that epistle called 1 John, and he was writing to people that were already believers. They had already embraced the truth of who Jesus is and what he came to do from the Gospel of John. Well, in the back of your Bible, right before Revelation, you find three epistles, three letters of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And in 1st John, he says in chapter 1 and in verse 10, I write, these things to you that your joy may be full. You might have that abundant joy that's in Christ. Uh, That's a great strength in bringing the lost to Christ. But my friends, listen to me today. What a help and what a benefit joy is in serving the Lord. You know, the psalmist wrote in Psalm 100 and verse 2, he said, we are to serve the Lord with gladness. Serving the Lord like anything else can make you tired physically. I came to my study today and I was just exhausted. I just was very tired. It's been a very busy time. And I had to make myself understand this joy that God has for me. Sometimes I get tired in the work, but I never get tired of the work. The reason why is the joy of the Lord. The Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, The joy of the Lord is your strength. I just really feel sorry for somebody who tries to carry the burdens and the loads of this life and they don't have that joy to put a spring in your step and put a beat in your heart and a smile on your face. Thank God for joy, for real joy. Uh, One man told about a lady who was at a prayer meeting one time and there weren't very many people in the prayer meeting. Her church had met for prayer and there were just a handful of them there and she was kind of whining and complaining and crying and She said in her prayer, Now, Lord, bless us while we meet here to worship you. And so many of our members are out there in the world having a good time. Well, I want you to know, friend, today I'm having a good time here today. I really am. There's something about being uh, in the presence of the Lord that gives strength and joy. A Christian without joy is really a contradiction in terms I want to I want you to meditate on this today because Jesus has a lot to say about this in chapter 15 of John. These things I have spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and your joy might be full. I just want to leave you with a couple thoughts to end this. Christian joy, dear listener, should be the prevailing characteristic of the life if of your life if you're a true believer. It's very easy for us to become sad and gloomy and dejected. But as believers, we need to be joyful and remember 
Look up Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16. All of our experience should be marked by joy in life. Joy at my conversion. Joy when I read God's word. Joy in prayer. Joy in the midst of trials. Joy when suffering. Joy when serving. And joy at the journey's end. And if you love and belong to the Lord... You ought to always be rejoicing. And sometimes you have to prepare yourself and purposefully and deliberately enter into that spirit of joy in order in order to overcome the negativity and the pessimism of a life that you would live in a broken, fallen, irreparable world. So Christian, your joy should be a prevailing characteristic in your life. Perhaps you need to take your Bible and you need to look up some of these Bible verses, commit them to memory, and the time when you feel your spirit being overwhelmed by the gloom of your day to meditate on what God's will is for you. Christian joy. Uh, What is that Christian joy? It's Christ's joy. You remember that in chapter 15, verse 11 of John? That my joy may be in you. It's the life of Jesus Christ in a man or a woman. You can look these things up like Galatians 2.20 and Colossians chapter 3 and verse 4. Christian joy is Christ's joy in a believer. A deep down abiding joy not found anywhere else except in him. It's a fullness of joy. He said in verse 11 that your joy might be full. A great difference between joy and fullness of joy. You can be partly filled or completely filled. God wants you to experience fullness of joy, and that's abiding joy, that my joy may be in you. That's the word remain. Uh, It's in this chapter, chapter 15 of John. It's in verse 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, verse 10, by remaining in him. And his remaining in you means that his joy will always be with you. It doesn't come and go with circumstances. It doesn't come and go with your situation. It's permanent. It is there. You just have to be in tune with that. Abide in him. Read his word. Submit to him. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with that rapturous joy that you have in Christ. Walk in joy today, will you? Keep your eyes fixed on Christ. Let His Word dominate your thinking. And remember, it's the things of eternity that are real, not the things that are just temporary. This world is not our home. Will you have the joy of the Lord as your strength? God bless. Walk with Christ.